Balancing mom life. What is that going to look like when your routine, your schedule is disrupted in a few weeks when school ends? Well, in this episode on the Reinventing Thyself podcast, we are going to dive into five different tips to support you in balancing that mom life. Stay tuned. We all have situations, experiences, and moments in our life when we know deep at our core we have to do something different. We have to pivot. And regardless of how big or small that pivot is, it requires us to change something in our life. And that change can feel really uncomfortable. However, it is that change that is creating something entirely new. And it is that newness that creates a very different way of life in one area or multiple areas of our life. What's this all about? It is all about reinventing, reinventing thyself. My name is Michelle Shutter, and I'd like to welcome you to Reinventing Thyself. I am so glad that you joined me today because it is here that we'll move beyond our old self, our old identity, and that trailer of garbage from the past that we like to pull into the future, but really need to ditch that hitch. It is here that will move into that place of reinvention and embracing the newness of it all. Are you ready to step into reinventing thyself? Because guess what? It is never too late and your time is now. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you are here today, especially because summer is just around the corner and this whole topic of balancing mom life is going to be disrupted because the kids are coming home from school. Ah, right? Well, we're going to dive into that today, but before we do that, I just want to introduce myself in case you haven't caught an episode before. My name is Michelle Shutter and I am a certified life and leadership coach. And on the Reinventing Thyself podcast, we like to talk about all those things that Oh, encourage us in a way of leaning into the pivot, really embracing the change and all the life lessons that come up through change so that we can really move boldly and bravely through any of these new beginnings, not only in the beginning, but sustain that and move beyond. And here's the really neat thing is that when we decide to make a change of any sort, we enter what I call the gap. And it is in that space, the gap, where you can access your greatness at a whole new level to expand, to evolve, to reinvent thyself in some way. So super happy that you are here today because, as I mentioned, balancing mom life, that's one of those things where at times we have to reinvent ourselves because, as I mentioned, school is getting out and it is not going to be long before our routines, our schedules are disrupted and the kids are here at home for the summer. So, what does that, you know, what does that look like? I am somebody who loves to be able to know exactly what is happening on a day-to-day basis. However, what I've learned throughout the years is that on a whim Everything that I thought was planned, scheduled, 
taken care of. The rides, the drop-offs, pickups, everything was down to a T. Like we had it. And in an instant, it was flipped upside down and we had to figure it all out on the fly. Well, that's kind of what summers can be like at times, right? Because what we are doing when the kids are in school, our routine, our schedules are pretty much set on a daily basis. But in summer, there's so much activity and things that are going on that it's super easy to disrupt, have things disrupted in a matter of seconds. And if you don't have any drivers in your house yet, that can be really challenging. And if you are the only one that is trying to navigate this because perhaps your spouse is not available or you don't have help or, or you're a single parent in some way trying to get through this and manage it, it can be really challenging. So my wish for you in this episode is for you to take the tips that resonate with you and apply them so that when this new transition comes up, that you're more prepared. You're more prepared energetically and you're matching a frequency that is going to allow this change to come about more with ease than with frustration and stress and all that angst that that can can come with it. Now, if you missed last week's episode, episode 31, I really dived into, you know, what is a balanced life? And so you may want to go back and catch that episode if you missed it. But in essence, you really have to define what balance looks like for you. You can't be comparing it to your neighbor, to your best friend, to um, this ideal mom that you have, you know, put on a pedestal because from the outside she looks like she has all of it together and how does she manage it? You you can't go there. You really have to look at how you want to define balance. And as I mentioned, I dive deep into that and I give you a whole different perspective on balance that will support you with this as well. Now, I in this episode I'm going to give you just five different tips to balancing that mom life. It may be different for you. It may, you may be thinking, I'm just going to give you, you know, like um, the schedule, the organization. Uh, We're gonna shift and, and do a little bit different in this episode because I really want you to spend some time just reflecting and diving in to what comes up for you when I give you these tips so that again, you are in a good energetic state when the end of the school year comes. So tip number one I have for you is really about taking the cape off. And you might think, well, like, what is, what is that? Like, what does that mean? Well, as moms, we have a tendency and a lot of times unconsciously to jump into this superhero mom mode where we throw on the cape and we tie it up and we feel that, you know, we we can do it all. We can manage it all. And and I'm going to be this perfect mom for my kids. And, you know, superheroes generally are perfect, right? So it makes sense that we would dive into that and, and want to take on that identity. But that identity does not serve us. And when we're trying to live up to this expectation, even if it's unconsciously, of being a superhero mom, eventually, it may not be this summer, 
But this will carry on through then the, into the fall and on and on and on, and it will just build on you. When we take on that identity of being the superhero mom, we eventually fall into the pit of overwhelm, burnout, frustration, exhaustion. Now, when you are in that those states, who do you serve? Like, how can you fully show up and serve people? How can you serve yourself? So if we get in front of this and in, and we I create that identity of, you know what? No, I'm not going to be the superhero mom. That, that doesn't serve me. And it really doesn't serve your kids either because they're watching you. They're, mo- they're going to model what you do. They're going to remember some of these moments. And when we get to that point of fatigue and burnout and frustration, is that what we want to set up for our children? Absolutely not. So think about that. Are there times in the past where you have stepped into that identity of wanting to be the superhero mom? And if you have, I encourage you within these next couple of weeks to really redefine that for you so that you no longer put that cape on. You no longer step into that super suit. You know, um, what is that? The Incredibles, you know, where is my super suit? Don't go looking for it. Let it be lost. Let this summer be a summer where you are not wearing your super suit. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is ask for help. And this relates obviously to putting on the cape, right? Thinking that we have to do it all. However, it's, and I understand this at a deep, deep level, like it is super challenging to ask for help. Why? Because we have adopted, again, unconsciously, this expectation that now that I'm a mom, I should be able to handle all this, I should be able to do all this. I see these posts from moms that are able to, to do it just fine. I'm seeing the magazines at the, the grocery store that, hey, these moms have no problem. So why can't I do it? Well, asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's really honoring yourself and honoring your boundaries. So when you have kids home and there are times where you just might need a break, and guess what? That's okay. Ask for help. Ask for help from if you have family members around or neighbors or um, if you're in a different community or with your church, anything, friends, right? Any, any person that can help you out in some way. It doesn't even have to be for an extended period of time, right? It could be simply like, I just need 30 minutes because I want to run to the grocery store by myself, right? That is just honoring yourself in a whole different way. But the problem is we don't ask for that help. And again, that is something you have to reflect on. If you, are, if you don't ask for help, we ha- you have to have ask yourself why. Why am I not asking for help? Why am I living under this expectation that I have to do it all? Hmm. Is there some guilt that is trying to creep in there. Those are all great things to explore. Also begin to explore, okay, when I ask for help, how do I feel? Ooh, that's a good one, right? So what is that feeling when I ask for help? 
Mm. When you identify that feeling, take a step backwards and identify the thought. What thought are you thinking to create that feeling? Because that thought is what you believe. And if that belief does not serve you in an empowering way, it's really time to shift that and look for something that empowers you in a better, different way. Okay, so that's tip number three, or two, excuse me. Tip number three is creating time for yourself. Now, so many people think, oh, if I take any time for myself, and again, you're going to see these all relate, be interwoven, interconnected. If I take time for myself, that that's just you know being selfish. And when we feel like we're being selfish, whoa, enter the dump of mom guilt, right? All that mom guilt decides to come in and cover us and feel heavy on our shoulders. Where in the book of parenting does it say that you are selfish as a mom when you are just creating some time for yourself? Nowhere, 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 nowhere does it say that you cannot take time for yourself. Now, I'm not saying, you know, to pack up and take off every three days for, you know, two days. I'm not saying that at all. However, one of the fastest ways that we can become disconnected from our our true self in the course of motherhood is not creating time for ourselves. You improve yourself and you impact everybody else in a more positive manner when you take time for yourself. That could be just, you know, something as simple as listening to some music for, you know, 30 minutes. Maybe it's, you know, going to have your nails done or whatever serves you. But when we are in the, the task of getting kids to places and figuring out calendars and schedules and, and always do, do, do in a sense of like crossing things off our list and managing, that's really a ton of masculine energy. We have to, as women, also tap into our feminine energy and I would fathom that the majority of women are dominant feminine energy, which means 60% of your time of your day should be spent within feminine energy and 40% masculine. But that gets flip-flopped around a lot of times and it's so disproportionate. Now, when when I'm talking about feminine energy, it's really that energy that is creative, the energy that is, allows the flow, right? The, the, the beauty of life. And we can access that just, you know, simply by perhaps doing some baking or like I said, listening to music. Um, perhaps you like to create things, you know, paint, draw, any, any things, journaling, all of that where we're creating um, movement in some way. Right. We're not we're not just, you know, sitting and you honestly, like, do you ever really just sit and pause in the course of your day of motherhood? Generally not. Right. Like if you sit, you're folding laundry or um, you're clean, you know, cleaning. If there's some downtime or something, you're you're wiping down the kitchen, whatever. But we have to tap into those things that, that really fuel our heart as well. 
And we can't neglect that. So creating time for yourself is not something where you should be creating guilt around. And again, if you are, that is something to deep dive into more. Okay, That feeling of guilt, what are you thinking? What is the thought behind that? Number four, tip number four is really about creating realistic expectations. And, you know, I talked about this earlier in this episode in that, you know, like I love to to have my my calendars set. I love when I, you know, I can just, okay, this is today, boom, 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 boom. This is our sequence. This is what we need to do. And when I start getting like um, schedules that, oh, nope, this is canceled, rescheduled for this day, I'm crossing off my calendar because I'm a paper calendar person. I'm whiting out, you know, like I'm like, ah! like, like that is, gets a little bit crazy for me. However, I've learned that when I create expectations based on what I think should be happening, I'm really tapping into this deep level of having to control. And when I try to control that that I cannot control, guess what? I'm out of control. So I really want to look at, okay, what realistic expectations can I set? And can I set that expectation knowing full and well that it is going to change? Can I release this space of perfectionism that I have created, right? Like I want my calendar to be perfect. Perfectionism does not serve us. Perfectionism is the fastest way to stay into that space of control. So really think about, you know, creating realistic expectations in a way that is going to serve you at a higher level. Because as I mentioned, when you are in that state of control and you can't control it, that's where more burnout, more stress, more frustration, more overwhelm begins to happen. And it's also okay to say no to our kids. There's so many things that come up for them and things change. And, you know, as a mom, we there are times where we just don't want to disappoint them. Well, it's okay because they also have to navigate through some of those feelings. They also have to figure out, okay, I'm feeling this, but why, what am I thinking and how can I change that? Now it's challenging obviously for kids when they haven't fully developed their, their, their thought recognition, their thought awareness. And even as adults, right? This is still a work in progress for adults as well. But in this, the course of the summer, we do not have to say yes to absolutely everything that the kids want. Because like, let's face it, if you have multiple kids and I have, we have four now, two of ours are out of the house or close to being out of the house, I should say. But if we, we, when they were younger, if we said yes to absolutely everything, honestly, like it would have been a crazy, crazy time of our life because everyone was three, either two or three years apart. 
So they all had different friend groups. They all, um, you know, played sports, but at different times. And yes, some of that is manageable, but when it gets beyond what we thought would happen in, in the course of that week, that's where some of that piles up. Now, one of the things to think about when creating that expectation is really about like, how do you define balance? And again, I talked about that in episode 31, so I'm not gonna dive back into that here, but that might be an episode you wanna go back and look at. And then the fifth tip that I have for you is really about making meaningful moments and really thinking about, okay, what brings you joy? And reflecting on that in the course of these next few weeks before the kids come home. So when you have time with them, how do you make those moments meaningful? Not only joy can you tap into, but think about like what creates that aliveness in you when you're with your kids? What creates some connection that, that you truly love when you're with your kids? Really think about those feelings and then go back and think about you know, the belief, the thought that you have about those feelings. How can you bring that more into your life? Because when you can create those meaningful moments, it really pushes us into a space of being present in those moments. And that presence is really what our kids are seeking when we have that time together. I'm not saying it has to be all day, every day, but they will feel it, you will feel it, and your relationship, your connection, your interaction over the next few months when it is probably completely unstructured at times will be so much more impactful for both of you. Now, balance, as I mentioned, can be you know super tricky and It's tricky because we feel like balance, that word means equal, it should be perfect. And again, I referred to this in episode 31, but remember, if you are looking for balance, you know, creating this balancing mom life, especially when the kids are coming home for the summer where everything is gonna be disrupted, you will find yourself burning your candle at both ends and that flame is going to be hot and that candle is going to deteriorate on both ends rather quickly, really, really quick. Now, you get to decide how you want your balance to look like as the kids start coming home for the summer. You get to decide what you want this mom life to look like. And you have a couple weeks where you can really identify those feelings, those thoughts, You can really put yourself in a higher energetic uh, frequency so that it aligns with really what you want when your schedule, your routine, everything is disrupted. Now, as a recap, those five tips, again, are take off the cape, meaning get out of the superhero mode. Number two, ask for help. You don't need to do it all. Number three, create time for yourself for yourself, and no, it's not selfish. Number four, create realistic expectations and know that it is going to change even when you have these expectations. 
And number five, make meaningful moments, really getting clear on your presence with your kids and those feelings you want to have and creating the thoughts that support those feelings as the kids come home. Now, balancing mom life is really something that we are going to dive deep into as well in the life coaching classroom. So if that is a topic that you are like, yeah, I want some additional support around, you're going to want to go to lifecoachingclassroom.com and get your name on the wait list because when we open the doors, guess what? I have got a really special, um, I'm not even going to give away all the details. Just know that this is the first time we are opening it like this. And people that become the founding members are going to be like, yes, I am so glad I was on that wait list to get these details because this is going to benefit me in a whole new way. So again, make sure that you head on over to lifecoachingclassroom.com and get your name on the list. I hope these tips supported you in some way. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know which tip resonated with you. If you're looking for more of a deep dive on that, we certainly can hop on a consult call and I can support you with that a little bit more. But just know that With the kids coming home, balancing mom life is going to look different. And I encourage you and my wish for you and in any way that I can support you is that you move bravely and boldly through this new beginning. You may not think that you need to be bold or you need to be brave, but you do. And here's why. Because you are going to after reflecting on what I shared with you in this podcast, you are going to bump up against some old patterns, some old resistance, and that is going to require you to move boldly and bravely through this new beginning and beyond so that you can thoroughly enjoy your time with your kids this summer, no matter what that looks like. And just know that it is going to look different for every single mom, every single family. And balancing mom life is going to be however you define it that serves you in the highest level. I so appreciate you joining me today for this episode. And I would love for you to hit the subscribe or follow button, hit um, share and share this episode with another mom that would benefit from the tips that I shared today. So again, my wish is for you to move boldly and bravely through this new beginning and beyond. Until next time. Well, what are you waiting for? Whether you've pivoted and are unsure, or you're on the verge of pivoting, there is no better time than now for you to begin. Want to know why? because if it wasn't the right time, the pivot wouldn't have shown up. And to get you started, I've got three shortcuts to reinventing thyself. Just head on over to www.reinventingthyself.com and you can download it there. And don't forget to message me with the shortcut that resonates with you the most. One last thing, I know you and I are not the only ones that have leaned into the pivot. 
sure to share this with others so they can be supported too. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for supporting me and sharing this message. Until next time.